You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood, told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for joining us on Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. And today I've got another special roundtable episode for you. It's around our discussion of my interview with ex-NFL official Jim Diopolis. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, as I always do, I highly recommend that you go listen to that one first. It's episode 13. It's titled Commanding Integrity and Earning Respect on and Off the Field. Jim not only gives great insight into what it's like to enforce the rules on an NFL field with 22 highly athletic alpha males running around at full speed, but he lays out what type of man you have to be and what type of men you have to surround yourself with to make it as a professional referee. We talked about being a man of absolute integrity and the sacrifice and commitment it takes. These are all things that can help us both on the field and off, whether you plan on wearing the stripes or you just want to excel in your own career. And one of the things that really amazed all of us was the brotherhood of these men and the value they hold on mentorship and mentoring each other. They see it as part of their duty to help other men succeed in this career. And it was incredible to hear how they put ego aside to scout out and guide younger officials on their way up. It's a great example of men helping other men. Now, joining me for today's roundtable are John Archer. You remember he is a former corporate guy who's now an entrepreneur, and he's also a key member of the WLKH podcast team. As a matter of fact, he's responsible for these roundtables. We also have Tom Byrne. He's an entrepreneur, CEO, and business advisor, and is a married father of three grown women. We have Alex Borges, who's a former combat Marine, who now teaches absolutely incredible warrior workshops that I highly recommend. And we have Frank Antonucci, a sales executive at one of the top marketing solutions companies in the country. And Frank leads us off with his takeaways on what Jim said about mentoring. A couple big takeaways. One is, is the fact of what you touched on, Eric, of helping other guys move, move up. You know, not making it this me against you scenario, respecting people when they're doing something well, helping them move forward, giving them opportunities to move forward. Um, and he mentioned too, you could tell the, the referees that, that don't do that. He's like, those are usually the bad referees because they're, they're insecure about their own skills. So they're not going to help somebody else. So I just thought that was a, a very, a very uh, powerful lesson. And I mean, you see that all the time. I see that in the corporate world. There's, there's a lot of people that are there to mentor you, help you along, really make sure they point out when you do something well. And then there's people that do the exact opposite. Won't say a word if you do something well, love to point out if you make a mistake. It all ties back to their own, you know, insecurities as a person. So, so yeah, I thought that was a powerful, a powerful uh, lesson. The other side of it was commitment. That was the big one. Commitment and sacrifice. So he brought up spending a lot of time away from his family um, during, during his journey to make it to the top, top of his profession. So he had, he had a, a very high level of commitment, but then also... You know, there was certainly that sacrifice that came along with it. Yeah, I want to jump on something, Frank, that you said for the first part about, you know, recognizing the talent in others and helping them along. I mean, there is, 
a certain amount of being secure in yourself, right? There's a, an honesty with yourself about who you are and what your abilities are and understanding that having integrity that way and, and, and having that duty to others, right. And, and not feeling threatened by it, but actually appreciating their talents and wanting to nurture that and bring that along and see them be successful. And mm. unfortunately, I mean, I've seen it as a rarity more than the norm. So to hear that from him, you're right. And in, in this instance, just a beautiful thing that these refs, that that's part of what they do. They recognize that talent and skill, what he called it when they have it, right? When they see a guy who has it and they want to bring him along and, and see their profession get elevated by bringing in better and better people. Absolutely. Yeah, Eric, Eric, when you kind of think about that, it, what really, one part that really struck me is when you're asking about how it is when you're the referee and you're, you're you know, roughing with these 300 pounds, you know, muscular men. And, you know, how do you deal with that? And he talked about, it's just being yourself and having the presence. And which is really interesting. I, I think that I can totally see that and see it in business as well. There are times, and it can be a man or it can be a woman. It, it doesn't really matter that walk into a room and you can tell that they have their presence. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're the biggest, the strongest, the best looking person in the room, but they exude that confidence that, that you really feel. And I can totally see going back to his business where you have to have that presence or you're not going to be successful, that presence, that confidence. And it, you know, it goes back to very early in my career, something that struck me. I was did a lot of work with MTV, and this is MTV back in the in the 80s, and a, a saying that they would use internally and kind of how they should um, use the brand was, be it, don't say it. And in that context, it was about, well, for MTV, you can't say you're cool because if you say you're cool, you're not cool. But it also goes back to that point of presence and confidence. If, if you're um, a bull in the china shop and you, you have that, let's say that Napoleon kind of uh, personality where you're trying to be bigger than you are and it's not real, it just doesn't come off as confidence. But you know, if you're in business and you're confident and you exude that presence, you get so much um, further along in business, uh, again, just being yourself, confidence, and having that presence. Yeah, to, uh, to Tom's point, the one thing that, that popped into my head being someone who watches a lot of, a lot of sports, kind of all sports, is that the amount, the amount of pressure that is on these guys as NFL referees is, is incredible. And I don't know if, if, you know, everybody recognizes that all the time. Like that is a I had ton. not. He said that I had no idea they were graded. Like after every game, they did game film on them, and yeah, all of that. Tremendous pressure on. Plus, they're being watched by millions of people. Everything they do is scrutinized by millions of people. Yeah, and and what I see with NFL referees is that it is it is a it is just a high level of confidence. It is that presence, um, but it's also a high level of integrity. You know, if somebody makes a bad call, I truly, you, you can almost see it in their faces. Like it's truly, they're doing the best they can. There's no malintent or anything like that, where I think it is, but from a sports standpoint, it stands out to me. I think a lot of guys take it too far. If you look at baseball, where there's that fine line of being really secure in yourself and confident, 
but not being a complete asshole and making it about yourself. Where in baseball, you get a lot of umpires. If you watch games, you know, somebody looks at them, looks at them funny and they're tossing people from the game and making it about themselves. And that, that's a big difference I see with, you know, NFL and then some umpires, which it's a fine line. That's something Jim obviously did very well. For me, the integrity too is when he, uh, like in the NFL, I went through background checks in the military for different clearances, secret clearance and stuff like that. And I mean, they're putting these guys through top secret clearance level FBI checks. They send, you know, not real FBI, some are former FBI agents, but it's the same level as that where NFL representatives go back and talk to their teachers and, you know, people that they grew up with just to get their character. I did not realize how much stress or focus was put on integrity that kind of blew me away it was like wow and even unto themselves they hold each other to that standard when i listened to this i i went back to high school when i used to do a lot of umpiring uh, for little league baseball games and jumping into the fire sometimes with these parents and you know you make some call that they don't like and you know, screaming at you and all these kind of things and having as a i mean i was 13 or 14 years old umpiring you know eight or nine year old in a in a game and having to deal with the parents i even had to throw a, a parent basically out of the baseball field one time and and i it just can really feel the pressure and that was just in that situation and can't even imagine on the nfl but but what a an experience to put any man through to build character and presence is to be any kind of a, a an official in any kind of sport it really takes a, a lot to to have that confidence so really a lot of respect for him dude i i would love to see the film of 13 year old john throwing an adult out of a game <laughs> oh that has to be brilliant it's got to be on youtube somewhere <laughs> i definitely definitely was shaking i was definitely shaking <laughs> the power of presence yeah what, what i love too was the um kind of i guess the because of what these guys are going through and the stress and pressure that they're under. And, um, and I didn't realize, well, I, I did to an extent realize that a lot of these guys have full-time jobs in addition to doing, you know, yeah. uh, officiating. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of time and a lot of responsibility, but, but the mentorship to each other, I thought was great. I love the story when he was talking about his very first game ever. Like the first thing they do is come over and they cut your whistle off and they're like, you're not going to need this. You're not making any calls. Just observe, just watch, stay out of the way and we'll cover you and just watch what we're doing. And it was just that sense of not so much being thrown to the wolves. It was kind of like, Hey, we're here. Keep an eye on us. We're going to show you what to do. You know, it was both sides of it, the good natured, um, you know, kind of hazing, busting his balls a little bit, but then also like, look, you're here now, you made it we're going to show you exactly how to be in this game. Yeah. And Eric, this was the, all the officiating kind of community. It just seems like the mentorship is a really big thing for them. And I thought it was amazing when he gets on the field to officiate his first Super Bowl that he said, the first thing he thought about was all the people that helped him get there. Uh, I thought that was pretty profound rather than being in awe or, you know, looking around at all the, things going on this is a Super Bowl but no he just was thankful and was really appreciative of everybody that helped him get there I thought that was awesome coming back to that 
I think that also goes to a, a part that I really got a great takeaway is he talked about very early on in the episode about setting goals and that he had this goal early on to get to the NFL. Now, he, he talked about the fact that at the time, he didn't really think it was going to happen. But towards the, the end of the episode, he kind of came back to what he tells others and he, as he mentors is to set those goals and then how to overcome those doubts. And, and that's the key. I mean, I think so many times people will go ahead and set those goals, but you don't really down deep subconsciously believe you're going to do it or can achieve it. But you have to have that courage of setting that goal, those goals, and then being deliberate and achieving them, working towards them, always being on it. And I, and I know for the guys here, you know, we do a lot of that with our long-term goal setting, but also, you know, our daily goals, you know, what are our five priorities for the day? What are we going to get done? And then holding each other or another friend accountable. Did we do that? Um, did we accomplish those? If not, why? And then, you know, how did we do it better? So goal setting, overcoming doubts, overcoming uh, your limitations, really key, key part of the episode uh, in, in these parts. And one of the things I want to um, add to that, Tom, what you're saying and what it brings up too, you said the accountability. And I think being in that fraternity of officials, because it is a very small fraternity of, of men who do this, uh, they do hold each other accountable, right? They, they, they not only have each other's back, but they do hold each other accountable. And I mean, I watch a lot of sports too, and you'll see a lot of times the guy will make a call, the, the rest of the, the team will run over and kind of, you know, have a conversation with them like, you know, look, we don't want you to fuck this up, right? And so there's that and then that accountability. And I think I agree with you. Having that accountability every day from the people around you is, is so, so important. So important. So, guys, I want, I want to know what of, of this from you heard. I know these are some of the takeaways, but what are you going to use going forward? How is this going to change your day-to-day? Your -day? What kind of things are you going to add to your own lives going forward? I think to Tom's point that he just said around goal setting and then looking at what's in the way, and it goes back to our discussion that we had around the Jameson episode as well, is being honest with yourself and really looking at these things that are in your way and not covering them up or trying to brush them aside or anything like that. No, this is important. I'm going to go into it. I want to really explore what this is and I'm going to overcome it. So for me, it's on the, in the goals, where is it not working and being real and really looking at it? Yeah, for, for me, it's the goals and also the, the self-assessment. He talked uh, a, a lot of different points about that self-assessment now looking back at when he was younger and so tied to his career, that family was second. And that balance and self-assessment of kind of looking and saying, okay, am I focus on what I need to do for my business, but I'm also supporting my family at the, the, the same time or whoever it may be, other people in my business, uh, friends, again, kind of coming back to the self-assessment of being honest and are you being the man that you aspire to be? And when you're not, you know, kind of shifting and getting back to that goal uh, of what your purpose is and your passion. A little course correction, right? Like you're always looking for those little course corrections to keep you moving forward. Absolutely. The, the course correction and the other 
is obviously going back to the duty, you know, um, the duty to yourself, duty to your others um, that rely on you. One of the lessons I take away from it came when he was talking about, there's been a lot of talk where they want referees to be full-time. This is their full-time job. And he, he made a comment of the good referees treat this like a full-time job, regardless of it, if it is or it isn't. And I, I just interpreted that as just making sure you're being all in. Whatever you're doing, you know, are you treating it full-time, so to speak? You know, whatever that task may be, are you going all in on it? And if not, don't expect your best results. Jim's episode was the, the mentoring, recognizing the greatness in somebody and fostering that. That's, that's my next level of growth from this. Yeah, I agree with you, Alex. I mean, <clears throat> that was one of the things I took away too was how important that is and, and really being selfish about it, right? Because when you're, when you're mentoring and helping another, you really are helping yourself. And I, and I could really see that at a whole new level after listening, speaking with Jim and hearing about that was there are times with me in my life where I've been like, wow, this guy is really amazing. I don't know if I want him taken over, you know, where I am, but there's that level of being confident in yourself and really wanting to see someone else succeed and then committing the time and, and the energy and the effort to, to helping their career along. And in the end, in the long run, it really does help yourself in addition to helping them that feeling of success all the way around is so important. So I did, I got a lot of that out of the mentoring part of it as well. And what I'm feeling also just listening to you guys talk about Jim and, and from Jameson, very often the things that we want to hide within ourselves because we were shamed or embarrassed or guilty or whatever. There's so many other men and people out there that are experiencing the same things. And by sharing that and sharing your experience of how you overcame it, can really support people in moving forward. And, you know, that paying that forward by, you know, getting real and honest and, and exposing those, those parts that you hide. People could get a lot from that. Yeah, that's just the courage to be brutally honest, right, Barry? I mean, it's just absolutely that's really what it comes down to. You know, you have that courage to be so self-honest, brutally self-honest. That's where the magic happens, man. That's where that good stuff is, you know. Absolutely. Keep moving that forward. Anything anyone wants to add? Anything else needing to be said? Well, I thought it was really interesting, too, when Jim was talking about what they would do with these referees and not only on the field, but then they would take them out and see how they did at the bar or what they did here and really kind of evaluate them. Where are you at with yourself wherever you go in life, I guess? And looking at that, are you okay in this aspect and in this aspect and in that aspect? And it's more integrity all around. So that's another takeaway for me is just looking at not only business or relationship or anything specifically, it's, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Just being in integrity all the time. Right. I yep. mean, that's what's yep. so important about it is, and I, and I, and you're right. I, I had forgotten that actually that part of the interview until you just mentioned it. And I, and I realized that's an amazing way to find the measure of a man. Cause so many of us, and I'll include myself, my past self in this behaving one way in, in with one group of people in another way with another group of people or maybe in a different kind of setting and you feel like oh well it's okay to kind of be this way in here and that's just living out of integrity right I mean yet you do have to be in integrity with yourself everywhere you are whether somebody's watching or not absolutely that's a good way to put it here yeah for me what I took away too is he, there was one point in that interview um, where he was talking about the on-field banter between 
coaches and refs and players back in the day before technology pop miking and you can hear everything every player saying and how they've had to censor themselves because well if that gets out they'll it'll get on social media it'll look bad things of that nature uh it was just another point of where honesty is so important not just within ourselves but then as a society because i know as uh football fans you probably want to hear that raw stuff you know what i mean it's a guy that would take something that was said between a coach and a player and bitch about it. He's probably not even a football fan. You know what I mean? It's like ruining it for everybody else. So the importance of a core principles and honesty and, and how valuable that is to society too. Yeah. It's incredibly valuable to society. And so is the integrity these men have and live by as is what Jim talks about in regard to mentorship, not only being a good mentor, but appreciating the people who helped you get where you are and the appreciation Jim showed during the Super Bowl. Also, as Jim is an example of, the duty to give back to those people as well and pay forward the help he got when he was just starting out. So I want to thank all the men who joined me for the roundtable today. And now I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're taking away. What insights did you get from our discussion that you didn't get the first time you listened to the episode? Let me know. You can find me on social media. The links are on the website. It's WLKHpodcast.com. Just click over there and leave us a comment. We will answer you. Also, remember to subscribe so you get every episode as soon as it airs. And also remember to rate us and leave a review and a comment. Most importantly, make sure to share this with men you know will get value from it. I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you, to be your brother on your hero's journey. I'll talk to you next time. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.